Welcome to the Wealthy After Divorce podcast. Jackie Ressler, a divorce financial planner with almost 25 years experience, and myself, Melissa Fradenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. We are both certified divorce financial analysts and your co-hosts. If you're thinking about divorce or in the process of divorce, this is a time for you to take a deep breath and give yourself permission to gain clarity on the financial decision you're facing. While the term wealth typically refers to money and possessions, we know that truly being wealthy means a whole lot more. Together with our guests on this podcast, we will help you live wealthy after divorce. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Wealthy After Divorce podcast. Today, you have Jackie Rustler in the Birmingham office, and I'm very excited to be talking about a topic that I have wanted to talk about on this podcast from the very beginning. Today's topic is the dangerous DIY divorce, and it's a topic that has become more popular um, in social media lately. I noticed that there are a lot of um, resources available out there in uh, social media, encouraging people to do their own divorce, do their own paperwork, complete the negotiation themselves. Um, and I think this is scary. <laughs> so I'm not a lawyer. I am a financial advisor, but I've been working on divorce cases for about 26 years. And as a bystander, I believe that it's really important to have a lawyer on your side when you're getting divorced. So today's podcast episode, I am going to talk about the reasons why I think it's so important. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about some of the objections that people have to working with an attorney. And I'm going to follow up at the end with my short list of ways to make that relationship that you have with your divorce attorney just work better. So let's dive right in. Um, if you have minor children, any real property, which includes a, your marital home or any retirement accounts at all, I really believe it's important for you to have a lawyer. Um, to me, when you, when people talk about doing it on their own, a DIY divorce would be the only thing that I can think of that would be similar would be if if you put me in a game of Monopoly and I know how to play Monopoly. I've been playing it for a long time. I'm sure all of our listeners know how to play Monopoly too, but let's say you'd never seen the game before and you didn't have the rule book and you had no idea what the rules were, what the objective was. You knew you were supposed to get to the end of the game, but you didn't know any of the rules and you were supposed to just go ahead and play. That to me is what people are doing when they're when they're risking having a DIY divorce and it's not it's such a serious thing you once you once you sign your judgment of divorce you really can't go back and change it so unless you both agree to amend it both parties or you can agree that there was a mistake um, or that you were mentally incompetent when you signed it it's really difficult to change. You have one shot at getting the right settlement. And this is a turning point in many people's financial lives when they get divorced. And it's critically important to give yourself the best opportunity to get the right settlement for you and your family long-term. So if you have minor children, 
obviously, um, that's one reason off the bat that you really should absolutely consider having an attorney, even if you're uncomfortable about the idea of getting an attorney or worried about the cost. Um, there are, Michigan has child support guidelines. Every state has their own guidelines. Um, and you can look up those guidelines online and you could do that potentially yourself. But where it comes into being an issue is about parenting time and making sure that the parenting time schedule is in the best interest of the whole family. And family law attorneys who this is all they do, they only work with divorcing couples they know which different the impact is of different parenting time arrangements. They can explain that. And also the difference, the differences in um, the overnight schedule, how that impacts child support. Um, so if you have minor children, to me, that's a that's an easy one. You definitely need an attorney. Second, if you have any real property, if you own a home, you really need to have an attorney because when you go to finalize that set, that judgment of divorce, you're going to have information in there. Again, th- this is a legal document. There's going to be information needed that will affect your deed. And you might not know how to do that. Again, this is where it's really important for you to have an attorney just for peace of mind's sake. Um, why would you want to have to teach yourself how to do all of those legal things that are going to take you a lot of time and energy um, and you might end up messing it up, which could be a problem for you and your mortgage down the line. Uh, another typical situation, if you have any retirement accounts, that means any 401k, any IRA, any pension plan, if you have any retirement assets whatsoever, you really need to have an attorney. And this comes down to one, making sure that you're valuing everything correctly. Um, a value for purpose of divorce is different than just looking at an account statement, for example, in a retirement account. Um, some, some states will allow you to take taxes into consideration and some won't. If you've never been through a divorce before, you wouldn't maybe necessarily understand that. And so you could end up really undervaluing um, specific assets when you're trading assets back and forth. And again, it might not be purposeful like on the part of the person who has more financial knowledge, um, but again, it's just, it's a common that was one pretty common mistake that people make is valuing assets incorrectly when they're dividing them. Um, Another issue is the language that you need in your final judgment to divide up your retirement accounts is critically important. In fact, a lot of attorneys will actually bring in a pension or retirement account expert to help them craft the language just right because one word wrong can have a completely different meaning. And it's the language in the final judgment of divorce that dictates the way that those accounts are going to be divided going forward when the divorce is all done. So just again, some of these mechanisms that are in place, the lawyers are the ones that should be able to guide you um, in making good decisions for yourself, number one, but also they know the rules. They've played this game of a monopoly many, many times. They know the, um, they know what's going to come up as a potential roadblock. They know how to craft the language correctly to benefit you and your family. So these are all reasons why it's really important to have a, a lawyer. Um, most people that start off, in my experience, that start off without a lawyer end up at some point needing to have a lawyer come in because they've made a mistake or two. And then at that point, um, you know, it might be more expensive to sort of um, put the toothpaste back into the tube per se. So 
As far as um, reasons why people sometimes worry about having a lawyer, one, they're worried about the cost. They don't want to spend the money on a lawyer. And two, sometimes they feel like the lawyers might be creating more problems when things are pretty amicable between them and their spouse. So let me address the first one. So as far as the money goes, the expense of a lawyer, that absolutely can be a barrier for some people. That's why when you are looking for a family law attorney, it's important for you to interview more than one person and ask them you know, what they anticipate your total expenses are going to be. Um, it's good to make sure that you know where you stand with your attorney in terms of your billing every month. So it's nice to get a bill every month. You don't want to have a, a nasty surprise at the end of your divorce where you hadn't gotten a bill you know, the whole 10 months prior, and then all of a sudden you get a, a large bill that you weren't anticipating. So when you are looking to hire an attorney um, to make that relationship work better for you, it's good to ask how often do they send out their billing and you know, what is their hourly rate? Now, sometimes you... um I always tell clients, it's really important that you connect with your attorney. So it is... Um, it's important that you're going to be spending a lot of time. It becomes a pretty intimate relationship that you have with your attorney. They're going to know more about your life probably than your best friend knows. Um, and so it's important that you find someone that you feel connected to and that you feel comfortable with. Um, so again, that is another reason why it's important to interview more than one person. Another um, another way that you can make that relationship with your attorney better and less expensive is if you do a lot of the data gathering yourself. So even though I don't recommend that you actually do a DIY divorce, you can do a lot of the heavy lifting, which will save you time, your attorney time and legal fees. So for example, gathering together all the financial documents that you need, tax returns, payroll stubs, W-2s, account statements. Um, if you had any assets prior to the marriage, trying to find a value for what those assets were when you got married. All of the background work that you can do um, to help your attorney um, will make it less expensive for you when you're getting divorced. Also, being open to different ideas and thinking a little bit outside of the box. People that are super set and fixed on a certain settlement sometimes end up getting spending a lot more in legal fees because um, they don't hear their attorneys sometimes when they say, this isn't something that you're actually, we're going to win on. So um, again, that's another critical place that an attorney can advise a client to be reasonable. Um, whereas in when you don't have an attorney, you're doing it yourself. It's hard to know what's a reasonable expectation and what isn't. That's the attorney's job to give you reasonable expectations, to be the person to say to you, you know, I know you want to keep the house, but for this reason, this reason, and this reason, I don't think it's a good idea. And maybe it's not worth us arguing over that since we know in the end, if the two of you can't agree on who gets it and it goes in front of the judge, the judge is going to say you have to sell it and split the proceeds. So again, that's where having an attorney to advise you, an unemotional, objective person in your case that knows all the rules this is why it's so important to have a family law attorney. So let's go back to the second objection, why people typically don't want to get an attorney. And people will tell me they don't want an attorney because an attorney is just going to make things more difficult. 
Um, they're going to create problems where things are pretty amicable. Um, and I have the solution to that. So one, of course, again, is make sure that you hire someone that you connect with, that you are on a similar wavelength with, that you communicate upfront that you want things to be amicable. And, um, you know, that again, that is something that is really important to have that conversation. But another piece of that conversation might be, what are some alternative routes that we can go in terms of settling the case instead of traditional litigated divorce case? So there are other alternatives. You can do facilitative mediation. You can do collaborative divorce. Um, you can, there are all different kinds of ways. You can have a limited scope attorney involved in your case. So when you sit down to interview attorneys, make sure that you are asking all those questions in that initial consultation, because that will help guide you to one, saving more money, and two, making sure that you are on the same page as your attorney. My final tip on how to save money on legal fees during your divorce is hire an experienced family law attorney who does a lot of divorce work in the county that you live in. Not only is this really helpful in saving you on legal fees because your attorney knows the rules in your county. Things vary surprisingly. I think that that is comes often as a surprise to clients. Depends what county you're in, what kind of a settlement you might end up getting because there are differences in jurisdictions and different judges have different opinions about different things. Even though your case is probably not going to go in front of a judge, that doesn't mean that the attorneys who regularly work in that courtroom don't know what that judge does for spousal support, for treatment of the sale of a home, for retirement account divisions. All of those things are important for your attorney to have a lot of experience in the courtroom that you're going to be assigned to. So that is another way that you can save money on legal fees is by making sure that you hire someone who only does family law or is highly experienced in family law. If you have any questions about um, how to interview a family law attorney or questions about the divorce financial planning process, we'll have our contact information in the show notes. And uh, thank you again for listening. We really appreciate all of our listeners and we would love it if you have an opportunity to give us a quick review. Um, it really does help us to reach more people. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy After Divorce podcast. You can find more information on Melissa Fradenberg and Jackie Ressler on our website, www.pearlplan.com, as well as on our podcast website, www.wealthyafterdivorce.com.